Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I got a Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, Jay? Hey, Mark. Ready to get the boys in here. Ready to do another podcast. Yeah, well, on this episode, we uh, interviewed Zane Weber. Zane is the founder of That's Not Canon, a really awesome independent podcast collective, right? Collective. Um, It is a collective, yes. And yeah, we talked about a lot of interesting podcaster stuff. It's pretty much just about podcasts. We don't really talk much about conspiracies at all because, well, Zane's not a conspiracy theorist. So if you like podcasts, you might find this interesting, uh, but it was very uh, thought-provoking and a great learning experience for me. Definitely. Zane actually ended up being a really cool guy. So we had a great conversation and Zane's a wonderful dude. He oh, yeah. and I probably wouldn't see eye to eye on most conspiracy stuff that we talk about. So we didn't even bring it up. We just wanted to talk about what Zane's interested in. And yeah, so if you find that interesting, let us know. Tell us what you think. If you do not like this episode because it's not a conspiracy theory episode, well, sorry. My family <laughs> thinks some crazy podcast is not just about conspiracies. Oh, Mark, can you can you try to have a, a little bit of a nicer bone in your body when you say that? I don't, have to, <laughs> I don't have to have a nice bone in my body. Zane's a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. We're all nice. What's wrong? I don't care if you listen to this episode. If you don't like it, well, well that's fine. Well, uh. Well, I can tell you when people see, what did we call it? Podcasters only in their episode feed, they're going to be like, what's mm. that about? So yeah, it's it's really not a conspiracy theory episode, Jay. That's why I'm But we have a so lot harsh. of, we've got a lot of people that follow us that also have their own podcast. So it could be, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast and uh, enjoy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. 
from That's Not Canon, a podcast network and collective on a mission. And he's going to tell us a little bit about that. First things first, what got you into podcasting? What was the first podcast you listened to? I I hate to sound hipster about this, but I actually can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been listening to podcasts since they were called podcasts since before, like uh, Apple iPods were a thing and podcasts kind of found a name when they were still called internet radio shows. I remember listening to a Canadian comedy, what we would now call podcast, which was literally just three comedians who lived together, basically just trying out bits together. I cannot remember the name of the podcast or the name of them. Uh, <laughs> but that was that was well early 2000s, that would have been. Um, but that, uh, what got me into podcasting is I just really like it and I've got a face for radio. So I thought that I would do it. Um, I mean, I started my podcast. I came, I come from a, a theater background. So uh, my first podcast was a, a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. And that's a really, really great kind of podcast if you want, want to make every single possible wrong choice as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> well, tell- that, we started that about 2015. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. What were some of the unforeseen uh, barriers on the way to, to getting your podcasts off the ground? Well, the first one was definitely like figuring out how to host. Like 2015, there was very few like how to podcast tutorials. Like now they're, they're a dime a dozen. Um so figuring out how to host, where to host, and what that involves, uh, the logistics side of things, how to submit to like the different aggregators, which aggregators you had to submit and which ones would find you. And then also just the recording and the editing. Um, we recorded the podcast with just a, a room mic in the middle of a table with seven people around it. It was a mess. Uh, and so... Most of those recordings are still up online. So if people want to go and hear, um, I managed to get out of it. Like, please do. But it is not, it's not fun. It's not fun to listen to <laughs> anymore. It's not fun to listen to anymore. I loved it at the time. Um, but yeah, since then, uh, that that's kind of, it was through that network that kind of got the network started because one of those, one of the players wanted to start a podcast. And because I had started my, just, created a website to host the podcast i was just like okay well you can i know how to do it so i'll just host you on my website and you um, and i'll push you out from there and yeah then that kind of led to a chain reaction of podcasts happening which turned into the network which turned into the collective yeah absolutely wow yeah i think it's so interesting because the in-person podcasts have such a different warmth and feel to them that with this new era of zoom and skype podcasts that we're all in right now for the past year or so you almost lose a little bit of that like i find myself going back to old podcasts when there was just a comedian sitting around a a a mic you know and there's definitely (laughs) a, a different feeling how how do you think um this has kind of affected the whole podcast community, right? This this kind of push to to Skype and, and Zoom over the past year. 
Yeah, I mean, it it has definitely changed the, I guess, the the level of quality that people expect from a podcast. Um, I think we we went, got very comfortable very quickly as soon as professional podcasts became a thing that people were producing in expecting a certain level of sound quality. I think not only has COVID and the pandemic really kind of brought that back down where we're focusing more on content rather than the presentation um, where people are willing to forgive you know, Zoom quality audio or Skype quality audio, remote remote recordings or even phone recordings, and they're willing to forgive that quality of audio if the content or the the um the personality is there. But it's also like we've seen such a boom in the number of podcasts with with people who have been stuck at home with not much to do. Podcasting has been uh, a, a great creative outlet for a lot of different people. Um, there has been so many podcasts just kind of start up in the last 12, six, six to 12 months, I would say. Um, I think I took people about three months to uh, to get tired of just watching Netflix over and over again before they started, well, I'm going to do something. And for a lot of people that will start a podcast. Um, and that, and that again, I think technology has progressed with anchor and with well even just the availability of like microphones that you can just plug into your computer rather than having to have a preamp and and, and uh, a mixer and a, and a um interface and you can just buy a simple piece of equipment and and have a podcasting setup ready to go it's, yeah. it's really kind of set us an idea can can podcast yeah, absolutely. I remember that was a, a big hurdle for us getting started back before we realized we can use Zoom and Skype. Like we would just kind of hang out at my buddy Jay's here's place and do Four this years podcast. Ago. Yeah, and I mean, remember when I sat on all those tacks, like all these little... <laughs> <laughs> these like studio fumbles that you have that just make the podcast so much different you know it was just it, yeah but now we put out more episodes than we ever could because and we get more guests that's awesome i mean from around the world too this is incredible yeah i mean we're talking to you in australia we've talked to we just got off a podcast with some folks in canada so yeah we're we're really trying to span the globe do you have uh, any favorite new podcasts that have sprung up on your network? I know you do this really cool podcast called Castology, where you go through, you know, and review podcasts. Are there any that are off the top of your head right now that you can think of you've been listening to this week? The network specifically? Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Plug away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Castology Castology is my baby because I, I had to, I, anyone who knows me personally knows that I love homework. So I would constantly be trying, see, seeking out new podcasts and like independent podcasts. That's my, that's where my interest lies. Um, so that's kind of the way that I kind of push that, what I was already doing into a podcast is Castology. Um, we have a whole bunch of people in the network. One of the newest podcasts is called Cold Turkey. Um, and that's uh, from a Canadian in, in Quebec. And it's basically just talking to people in recovery about what they focus on 
to kind of help them in their recovery journey. So um, that, that's really interesting. And I, I reached out to Cold Turkey um, and just going like, I love what you're doing. Is there any way we can support you? Um, and that kind of one thing led to another and they ended up joining the network. One of the ones that is kind of from Australia is uh, Kill, you, <laughs> Kill My Darlings. Um, Kill My Darlings is a great concept in that, and it's, it's currently on hiatus because we're in Australia, we're kind of back up and running now and the theatre who and the theatre is back up and running. So this person is now employed again. Um, it is a collaborative novel writing podcast. So the, the podcast of the host has always wanted to write a high fantasy novel. And basically he's going through and going like, okay, well, let's figure out the magic system. Let's figure out my main character. Let's figure out the tropes. And in discussion with the people who are listening, they kind of deciding how this novel is going to take shape. Um, so that that's also a really, really fun use of a podcast that I, I really enjoyed listening to this year. Yeah, it's funny, the live component, you know, the interactive component really makes those things come to life to when you're listening. Are there any, you know, particular challenges you face when you're finding a podcast to bring onto the network? Are there any things that you look for when you're when you're scouting for potential podcasts? Um, look, I, I like to let podcasts come to me. I don't want to, I don't want to be like, uh, TNC is really not an exclusive space. We do like to say yes. We like to default to yes before we default to no. Um, that being said, like the criteria to join the network is that you're an independent podcast. So you're not, you're not uh, like a Gimlet podcast or a Wondery podcast. We're here to support people who would otherwise uh, run the risk of like running out of resources to continue to podcast having an independent voice and willing willingness to kind of go to take podcasting in a creative in a, in a creative way either in their approach to their format or their content like like um like like uh like cold turkey like that is a very uh that's very powerful content and a lot of people uh very useful content and then Kill My Darlings is a very creative way of using podcasting to talk to potential audience and, and creative way to collaborate. Um, that, that being said, like, yeah, independent podcast really is the only criteria. Um, we take, there's no numbers. We don't have to have, be a certain success level or anything. We, we literally started out as a way, as a way for people to get podcasts from the, the, the the pitch and the idea of a podcast up and running. So we, that's why we offer things like we do have recording spaces in the places where we are on the ground, which is just in Australia now, but we have a whole bunch of like online resources and we offer free hosting and, and monetization and, and that sort of thing. All the things that smaller podcasts have to pay out of pocket for, um, is what we try to take. We try to remove those barriers to continuing to podcast for as many podcasters as we can. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that's really come to light over the past few years is this kind of value for value system. And you use the word monetization. How, how do you help podcasts mm-hmm. go from that point where you're 
spending money to making money. Cause obviously when a podcast gets successful, there's <laughs> potential for advertising, but, but what, where's the, you know, where's the yep. bridge to that for new podcasters? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the biggest, the first step is always removing as much cost as possible. So if you're paying for hosting, if you're paying for publicity, if you're paying for any of that, you kind of want to reduce that cost as much as possible. And that's something that TNC helps you do. Um, on top of that, then it's like, where can you make money? Um, so TNC has a partnership with Acast, which gives our podcast free access to their monetization tools. That is basically their uh, inserted ad tech. So you place markers in your episodes and ads will be placed there depending on where your listeners are. So if someone downloads your ad in San Francisco, they get San Francisco ads. If someone downloads your ads in Cancun, they get Cancun ads. Um, and then also the support the um, for people to like, I love what you're doing please keep going here have twenty dollars that sort of thing also i mean also then you have we have a lot of experience with people getting up patreons for their podcast uh and kind of advice on the reward levels and what a podcast can give back through a patreon to people to kind of incentivize that and then also we can help you figure out affiliate sponsorships so affiliate sponsorships are basically just a way for you to link up with a company to offer a link or a deal on, on their product. And then every, every customer that like clicks through on that link or puts your code in, you get part of the profit from that sale. Um, so those are the, the very many ways that a podcast can monetize. Um, we don't insist that people monetize. There are a lot of podcasts on the network that, are not interested in money. There's a, we have a couple of like refugee and immigration podcasts that are literally just there as a resource for people. Um, and they got to step one, which is reducing costs. And that's all that they wanted from TNC as well as help with publicity. Um, but then you have podcasts that are like, look, we're doing this, this is a passion project, but like if we could get if we could get a couple hundred dollars an episode, that would be even better. So, and so that's kind of where, where it comes in is like finding that balance and maintaining that, like what, what is necessary to kind of keep you podcasting um, and keep the, keep the, keep the hobby and the passion worth it for you in monetization. Um, when that comes to the network, the network does not claim any, profits we are a value for value system we are a true collective we have a patreon that we encourage our podcasters to give to if they feel they're getting value from the network um when all the profits that you met that podcasters make from a cast or from affiliate sponsorships or from any or from patreon that all goes directly to the podcasters uh tnc is really just a a platform to and a batch of resources to help people um, realize that that profit potential if that's what they're after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one thing I notice as a, as I feel a like I answered the 
question. I did just ramble a lot. <laughs> no, 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 you absolutely answered our question. I'm actually question. So one thing I've noticed listening to so many podcasts is there are a lot of creative ads going on in this space. Like you see the promos and you see this kind of new kind of like uh, the, the skill shares and the fivers. And then you also see the more interesting things that like the the things where they deliver meals to your home right blue apron so what are what are yeah. some new innovative uh creative ads you've seen on any of the these podcasts like particularly the affiliate marketing because i know there's a lot of potential for that whether it's a small local business or a big you know company like blue apron absolutely i mean when it comes to the interesting ads it's really the the local ones that go above and beyond because the bigger ones that are have international kind of clout they're going for like broad appeal and just like hey we have this product and you can get it for cheap uh when it comes to like the fun and the interesting ads i think that's the ones the that is the affiliate ones where the podcasters get a little bit of a chance to put their own spin on like how they present the like hey we've got this deal with a local jeweler and figure it out. Uh, If you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. But there's some fun things there. I want a creative writer. That was an example of what I'm talking about. But I think, yeah, the affiliate marketing is where you find the fun ads because podcasts can spin it the way that they, <laughs> the way that they want. Um, with something like Acast, you, yes, you have a broad appeal, but you do really get kind of get those radio style ads. Um, the kind of very heavily produced and like, I'm a news presenter and I have this problem. <laughs> Let's talk about car insurance. Um, yeah sort of thing as well (laughs) yeah it's wild you know Um, I, 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 I went listening to this podcast for years really like years I remember when they were like a small podcast and I revisited their podcast recently and I found that they had like a McDonald's sponsorship ad and I'm like wow like they're really doing great if they got McDonald's sponsoring <laughs> them you know what I mean like this is a whole new level for podcasting but you're really seeing like this economy coming to fruition here right podcasting i think one number i don't know how exaggerated this is but it said it was an eight billion dollar market or something crazy like that so there's there is a lot of potential for for people to take a small podcast and and make it into potentially their career have you seen that happen with folks on your network where they've made a living from their podcast no one on the network is full-time yet but there are definitely podcasts making significant uh significant contributions to their bank accounts uh so uh, we we because we are an independent network we don't have a whole bunch of cloud overall on the network we get about two hundred thousand downloads a week um that doesn't mean that every podcast is getting an even share of that and that doesn't mean that every podcast is releasing even weekly um but definitely podcasting as an industry is growing by about 30% every quarter. And that is huge numbers. Uh, As well as that paired with these major corporations, Amazon and Spotify, I'm looking at specifically, but also iHeartRadio. People are just buying up uh, ad tech 
specifically, but podcasting, smaller podcasting companies, um, they're really being acquired and it's being consolidated very quickly. This is a very interesting time to be part of the podcasting industry because if you have a proven concept and a proven audience, people are interested. Uh, people, are, when I say people, I, I'm not talking audience now, I'm talking people with money are interested in accessing you and your audience there. Absolutely. It's very, very, it's very interesting time for podcasting and it is growing very quickly. I, I always take it with a grain of salt um, when people come at you with like the promises of like turning your podcast into a day job. That's a great a great goal, absolutely. But it's probably not a six-month goal. It's probably a couple of years. And it's probably not just going to be you're doing the same thing that you're doing on your podcast right now when you're doing it as a day job. You're probably going to diversify what's happening on the back end of your podcast um, to turn it into a day job. Now, what that means is like actually running publicity and writing copy and, and, and that sort of thing that will become a day job to support your podcast. Your podcast is the front end, but you're still doing a fair bit of work on the back end to um, facilitate and I guess, administrate um, the business that is your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really interesting, particularly with, you know, systems like Patreon, where you have not just podcasters, but musicians and artists and journalists have this opportunity to reach an audience and actually support their passion, you know, with, with donations. And I think that, you know, it's opening up a whole new uh, independent media space, so to speak, right? Absolutely. Where we're no I love the trend of independent journalists starting podcasts. That is, that is some of my favorite podcasts at the moment are independent journalists. My favorite thing is like at the core of it, it's uh, really like uh, uh, an amazing version of socialism where everyone is actually supporting each other uh, through like what they believe in and uh, what influences them, you know, sort of thing. Absolutely. That is, that's one of my, uh, my, my uh, war cries whenever I'm proselytizing and evangelizing podcasts is if you have a cause, a podcast is such a powerful tool for you to, um, to for you to leverage your message to a greater audience. Um, I am an, am an unapologetic uh, socialist um, and that kind of comes, <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious from the fact that I call TNC a collective is that like, there is no profit to be made from TNC for me personally. I work full time as a podcast producer outside um, for my, my corporate overlords. Uh, TNC really is my passion project. Whereas I want to see my own podcast as well succeed, but help other people succeed. That being said, like there are so many great organizations um, who are finding the success that they were struggling in fundraising um, through podcasting and using that as an outreach as as kind of missionary work to spread their message um, through podcasting. And I think that that is where we're going to see um, huge growth in both the political movements as well as media. Um, as the 
big media kind of crumbles around new media, I think podcasting is really going to be kind of find its feet in this independent independent journalism, um, as well as uh, political, uh, I guess, evangelizing or at least political community building around around the media that is podcasting. It'll be interesting to see how these uh, corporate people try to weasel their way into it too, you know? <laughs> well, I would say, you know, absolutely. I, I'm 100% with that. I think there needs to be more voices. I mean, one thing we hear a lot here in the States is like, well, five media companies own all of the news programs. Don't you know that? You know, it's kind of like this scary mm-hmm. conspiracy, but it's it's really true. And and I think that the wonderful thing about... it is true. There are oh, two, two companies. And one of those companies is just Rupert Murdoch. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's it's very, you know, the contrast is probably even more startling when you have two. I mean, that's dualism right there, mm-hmm. right? But yep. so, so, yeah, I think this is the fantastic, you know, frontier we're on, right? Where now all these voices are going to get heard. And I think we're going to start to see a more comprehensive view of reality. The more podcasts... There's, get out on the airwaves people can hear different voices and opinions and start to relate with a broader perspective and a broader audience that they might not have before because they were isolated to just their community you know and i think that's really awesome one thing that i've noticed yeah. from working for for sam uh Tripoli, you know he's a comedian um so he's done a lot of live shows and and that's kind of a really fun podcasting space where comedians go and they do their podcast live in front of an audience but how have you guys uh worked with like live events have you guys done any kind of like tnc conferences or or uh or events where fans can come and meet the the podcasters do you think that's something you're planning on doing you know obviously not now with covid and everything but before that was (laughs) was that on your mind absolutely um i think the podcasting scene in in Australia is still very much burgeoning. Uh, we are we're about five to ten years behind the US usually when it comes to technological uptake. Um, before COVID hit, we would definitely like we would go to conventions and we would definitely do a lot of community outreach that way. We had we hosting monthly live shows before COVID hit and then COVID hit. And so we're like, okay, well, that's that's out for now. We're just kind of starting to look again now. Probably is, is that during the COVID periods, a lot of our podcasts have mutated into formats that rely on distance rather than podcasters being in the same room. Live podcasting is... It, 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 like some of my favorite podcasts alive. Um, I mean, uh, the dollop is American history podcast, a huge name that is as the around the world are some of my favorite podcast episodes of all time. Really? And you know, my favorite podcast of all time, the thrilling adventure hour was literally based on a live show. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you not like thrilling adventure hour? 
No, no, no. I, I, I was saying for the dollop, uh, Gareth Reynolds, who's on the dollop, is actually, he used to be the co-host uh, yeah. with, with my boss, Sam Tripoli, on the Naughty Show. Uh, but yeah, Gareth Reynolds is, is a, I'm a big fan of his comedy and, and what he does on the dollop. That show's really great. That's another one of these, like, that's the cool, other cool thing about podcasting. You know, you have these, like, cult podcast with like this cult following of people who just like that's their number one podcast and it really becomes this thing that it's hard <laughs> to explain sometimes like i've had this problem I, trying I, to explain like my favorite podcast called beach cops <laughs> because it's absolutely childishly <laughs> insane and i try to play it to my friends and they're like mark this is poopy i nonsense. think i can explain it i think it's very <laughs> similar to it's just similar to bands and music because you know you've got people following bands their whole literally their whole lives so it's like it's the same sort of thing like you follow this band and you are up with their content constantly you know yeah absolutely it's um I th I th and I think what we're finding with podcasts is that as, as when you find your audience or your audience finds you, that is all that you need. You don't need, you don't need to sell to Spotify for a hundred million dollars like Joe Rogan. You can, you can just have your hardcore fan base of maybe seven to 10,000 people who will listen to your content and engage with you. And that is, that's literally all you need for for to reach a successful level as a podcaster um and that is i think that is the independent model that kind of tnc is trying to encourage rather than the exclusive deals with spotify trying to section off parts of podcasting so that not everyone has access to it um because definitely with Amazon moving in uh, and Spotify definitely kind of snapping up a lot of the bigger names, it's it's very, it's it's a little concerning when it comes to uh, how free the market is going to be. Like we, as you said before, like we, <laughs> podcasters now exist in an almost literal wild, wild west of a marketplace. We can do literally anything we want. We are pretty unrestricted. Um, and that is going to change as, as as more and more money gets involved in the podcasting sphere. But I think there will always be a place for independent voices uh, in, in podcasting because that is where we came from. And I think that is where the, where the joy from podcasting comes from it's not just a different kind of tv show it's not just uh, a chat show where people are listening to the people that they already know they like um say the same things over and over again um podcasting i think is an inherently creative absolutely yeah no i'm i'm really happy that it's worked out the way it has for me you know it, it really kind of goes into some of my spiritual ideas with this like synchronicity and and the amazing thing of connecting through this medium is that you know it, it allows for that to happen a little faster I think you know and uh and just the ability to connect with you in Australia we've talked to guys in California Oregon Canada you know all different places that we would never go to but it's fantastic, man. I think one of the number one reasons I really was drawn to your website deeper was 
this uh, this landing page you got. I mean, it's really compelling, you know, the the telling your story, letting people have this voice, and then you acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal people right there in the front of that. And I thought that was beautiful. That really touched my heart because I understand what's going on there. And, and because here in America, we have a similar situation, you know, with indigenous cultures kind of being stomped out. Mm. And that's one thing that I really have in the back burner as a project. Like I'd love to create a way for people on a, on a reservation, an Indian reservation to, to do a podcast and kind of preserve this oral history that they've had for, for years. Are there any podcasts like that with, with Aboriginal voices who uh, are kind of talking about, you know, these oral traditions, these things that are kind of being lost uh, with the new English, you know, language you being are... spoken? <laughs> you are speaking my language here. This is my current passion project is preservation of uh, Indigenous cultures, particularly in Australia. On, on the network, we have a podcast called Black Magic Woman, now, Black Magic Woman is is hosted by uh, a fabulous a fabulous woman called uh, Mundanara Bales. Now, she is a cultural consultant. Uh, what she does for a living is basically go in and run workshops on uh, basically how on on the history of Indigenous cultures, how to talk to Indigenous peoples, um, that sort of thing. Australia is um, in a unique place right now, as in where our indigenous kind of conflict is kind of coming to the forefront in a very real way. Um, in all, uh, I, I don't know a lot about the, uh, the U S indigenous relations, but in the entire Commonwealth, like Canada, New Zealand, um, South Africa and, and Australia, we are the only nation that hasn't has, does not have a formal treaty with our indigenous people. Um, it's literally just we came in took over and started ignoring them my current uh passion projects this year are starting indigenous language podcasts with people who are currently studying it um and who are currently trying to preserve languages before they disappear talking to elders and, and that sort of thing there are there are a lot of uh, indigenous voices who are coming to the forefront and again finding their place in podcasting and so that while there isn't a big swing in that direction yet I am 100% behind it and I'm going to try and push that as hard as I can um, that being said I would love for that to happen literally around the world there is so much culture being wiped out um, literally daily um, that I think podcasting the power of the voice through podcasting and the recorded voice is is uh, such a powerful tool in preservation of information um so yeah definitely not yet but i'm working on it leave it with me <laughs> and fantastic. please you continue working on it as well yeah no I, i'm glad we connected there because i i really resonate with that man a hundred percent you know and i think it's as simple as having a cell phone these days right because i have a uh the the one of the ways i i started recording at first was with this program on my phone called audio lab and all i did it's free mm -hmm. you just rec hit record and your phone is recording you and that's a great way to start and get practice and, and when you find out hey i'm good at this 
you know, you, you go put a little money into a mic, you know, or whatever it is. And, and I think that that kind of thing can happen all across the world. You take a, a recording device into a, a community of people who don't have access to computers and mm-hmm. you sit them around and say, hey, let's talk, you know, and get it recorded. You know, I think a lot of people might be listening to podcasts like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, what are you interested in? Go and interview people. You know, that's the that's the thing with like journalism too. Like you said, it's like journalism doesn't always have to be politics. You know, it yeah. can be it can be cultural journalism where you go and you talk to a group of people who are living in a unique way or a way that you like, or or maybe they're dealing with challenges and their voices aren't being heard. You know, because you never know who's listening. I mean, I actually we started our Patreon. We have nine really awesome patrons that support this podcast and out of all the options two of them chose the 33 dollars a month tier and i was surprised because i kind of just put that number out there like yeah no one's gonna do this you know whatever and (laughs) sure enough in our first like few months two people did so you never know like who could be out there listening and and how much support you can get, you know? Has that been your experience? And that's that's absolutely true. And it's not even, you don't know who's out there listening, but you don't know who's out there who will listen in the future. Um, when, where, like, that's the thing. Like, a podcast is pretty permanent, as, as permanent as everything else is on the internet. Um, so that is something that is going to be very fun like in 50 years time when we're all listening back to this plethora of really personal kind of audio information that we've all put out on the internet and seeing, seeing how that, how that has played into the cultural narrative that we've created um, <laughs> in, in this, uh, this kind, kind of like on uh, in, increasingly online uh, world. Yeah, no, it's literally like a virtual library of human experience, you know, I mean, it's just that thought you just laid out for us is really profound. I think it, looking back even further, like 100 years from now, when people look back and, and they have access to this kind of thing i mean it's it's like the way we look at black and white film you know like oh wow did they really dress like that (laughs) i remember growing up thinking like before 1960 there was no color like i just (laughs) thought that that's the movies were real you know my childish seven-year-old thoughts but yeah no i i think that podcasting uh, uh is certainly profound i mean we were kind of inspired by adam curry uh, to get a, a little bit, a little bit more independent, right? Have you heard about uh, podcasting 2.0 and this podcast index that Adam Curry, uh, the kind of founder, so to speak, of of the RSS feed, uh, recently yeah, developed? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a very interesting thing. But I'll I'll let you. I feel like I've been talking a lot and just kind of jumping in whenever, whenever you say something interesting. So feel free to go ahead. But yeah, Adam Curry is a very interesting interesting person. No, it's it's fine. I mean, that's why you're here, man. We'd love to hear your opinion on it. But how are you as a, a network utilizing these new like kind of indexes and in blockchain? Because I know uh, programs like Odyssey are doing like blockchain video encryption, which is helpful for some folks. Uh, who aren't happy with YouTube and, you know, they're choosing what speech is, you know, free and, and whatnot. But how yeah. are you guys as, 
as a network adapting to this kind of new uh, landscape of internet censorship? Yeah, so TNC is basically founded on the idea that we will not censor you. Um, independent podcasting the whole way. Uh, so we're set up in a way of a true collective so that if if Amazon comes to me tomorrow and say, hey, Zane, I would like to give you $100 million for TNC, uh, basically that would give them the rights to the website, but not the rights to the podcasts that are on the network. The, the podcasts on the network remain independent indefinitely. I don't have, we don't have any claim on, on their content or their IP. The reason I've set it up that way is specifically for that, that reason. Um, it is, it's always a relationship between podcasters where like, well, this is what we offer. And to be part of that, we would like you to kind of agree to this kind of philosophy of podcasting, which is independent podcasting um, as much as we can. Uh, we Look, we, we've had podcasts kind of start with the network, grow with the network, and then get picked up by more traditional networks who are going to buy their IP and pay their money for it and they leave the collective. And that's totally fine because that's kind of a success on that particular podcast journey. But when it comes to things like this, we I don't enforce any rules uh, when it comes to... Uh, when, when it comes to things like privacy, et cetera, and, and um, censorship. What we do is if someone has a question about like, hey, this has just come onto the market. Should I be doing this? What does this mean for me? That is where I come in. I go and do the research and I kind of help them, help podcasters find, find the information to make their own decisions. Um, I never want to be a dictator uh, <laughs> as much as I kind of feel sometimes that I am. I'm much more <laughs> of a dictator than I'm comfortable being already. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, I think d definitely the collectivism of TNC is what I would like to see kind of disseminated a little bit more through podcasting. Uh, and that is really in opposition to the current trend. Um, that being said, we're really lucky with Acast. Acast has just released a statement this this past week or so saying that they believe that the power of podcasting is in independent podcasts. So Acast haven't been sold to Spotify or, or anything like that. They exist um, as an independent host. They have a very similar philosophy um, of of uh, information and creativity that TNC does. So that that is why we kind of hooked our, hooked our wagon to, to theirs um, for the time being. Um, because, and, and that's the thing, it's, it's really difficult because the landscape is always changing. Like, like you're saying, like with, with blockchain and independence and censorship coming in, like every, every couple of days there's going to be one company acquired by another and that's going to change the cultural landscape for podcasting for everyone who was part of that original company um we've just had uh the gimlet uh thing happen <laughs> this last couple of days and and like omni who i had kind of quite close ties to podcasters on there have been bought by iheart 
radio. Um, so it's very, it's really just something that you have to kind of be actively engaged in rather than set it up and forget it. Uh, you kind of always have to be making a choice for your podcast as to what, why you are doing what you are doing. Um, and that's kind of where I come in for the network, for the collective of TNC is where I kind of like explain what I think of these things. And then if you think otherwise, we can have that discussion um, through TNC. Did I answer your question? I felt like I just rambled again for a long time. No, I mean, this is all great stuff. You're not <laughs> rambling. I, I do feel compelled to ask you a little bit more about affiliate marketing because I see podcasts with affiliate affiliate marketing ads. And there's a, a couple companies that are very, you know, known for this kind of space, right? But how do you think it's moving forward? <laughs> well, Mattresses. yeah. Yeah, right. And or or for some of the ones I listen to, there's uh, um, erection pills and uh, and razors for your face. Yeah. So yeah. So there's all kinds of you know. It feels a little like there's a, a certain type of company that's doing this. But how do you think moving forward we can integrate local businesses, smaller businesses, people that actually like the podcast cares about, you know, like, cause there's podcasts that fit so many different niches, you know, little niche, unique communities. And there are businesses that go along with that, you know? So how, how do you think affiliate marketing needs to grow or, or how do you guys uh, change the, the, the way you, you deal with that? Yeah, at the moment, I think, unfortunately, the answer to that question is hard work and education. Um, if you, if there is a, a business that is like a perfect fit for your podcast, you are probably going to, when you approach them, which you definitely should, when you approach them, you're probably going to have to tell tell them exactly what podcasting is, how it works, and what the benefits for them could be. Um uh, podcasting, the word podcasting is very well known now, but the actual mechanics of it and the business of it is still very much obscure to the general public. So definitely when you're approaching businesses, you will have to keep an open mind to the possibility that you're going to have to explain to them uh, and overcome that original like, oh, well, I, I don't listen to any podcasts, so no one listens to any podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, on the same turn, it is, you know, a great opportunity considering what we mentioned previously about the 30% growth every quarter. I mean, you start talking about that mm -hmm. with these guys and very quickly the conversation changes. They're like, oh, which podcast should I listen to? So I think they're, we're, <laughs> we're at this kind of uh, tipping point where pretty soon – you know, there's going to be a lot more interest. So I think communities that are already podcasting have a great opportunity now to try to, to utilize those people. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you guys watch this movie out in Australia, but there's this Christmas movie called the Christmas story. Right. And in the movie, mm -hmm. this kid, he's listening to the radio and he gets this like decoder ring 
from the radio show in the mail and every week they give him a code and he uses the little decoder ring and it's an ad it's just an ad you know but they kind of make it fun (laughs) you know and and it really brought to mind like wow they were doing that with radio 100 years ago we need to be more creative with these ads you know like let's integrate you know people and they're kind of the interaction between the listener and the host and i think there's a big space for that with ads and merch, you know, do you guys do uh, much merchandise with your, yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, kind of the merch on demand stores that, that everyone does like on, on T public and Redbubble. Um, podcasters themselves, like some of them have their own like Shopify stores and and that sort of thing as well. Uh, I think, rounding back to what you were saying about getting involved with, with local businesses. I think that's definitely a great way to get involved in, in, in sending them merch because as soon as they see that you'll have that your name is on a t-shirt, that's a level of credence that they used to. They're used to getting merch from TV stations and radio stations and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, again, I think we might be in very different markets. I think the Australian market is still a little bit immature when it comes to podcasting and the advertising opportunities avail- available. However, um, if you if your podcast does kind of facilitate it, like get a, get the business that you want on as a guest um, before asking anything of them. Just going like, "Hey, we love what you're doing. We think you would be." a great fit for our audience. And then after they've kind of seen the process and they kind of feel comfortable and they have an idea of what, of what you stand for, then you can go like, well, would you like a more permanent business relationship? I think that would be a, a great way to do it as well. Though no, I, I understand not all podcasts um, are built around the need for, or the, the capacity for, for guests. No. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's brilliant. I, I like that idea. I think that's kind of a nice way, especially with a, a smaller business. Usually they're driven by like one guy, the founder and that they, they kind of take on this role of like creator publicity, you know, like me and my, my co-host Absolutely, here, yeah. Jay, we worked at a farmer's market for a couple of years uh, selling bread for a bakery and we met more than a, a couple well, yeah, probably like a <laughs> half a decade, but yeah, we, we, uh, we met a lot of folks who started their own businesses and it was kind of around this time, at least in the States where organic food and natural food really burgeoned, right? People had a huge interest in it and it was kind of thanks to podcasts, I think, because you had folks like Joe Rogan kind of giving this uh, new look on on health that you just didn't get from TV shows, you know, and the internet kind of facilitated this. But I saw a kombucha company go from just making kombucha in their garage to now having their kombucha in pretty much every nice little cafe in the state, you know, any place that would have a market for kombucha and you know someone like uh ian the founder of that company would be probably a great guest you know so yeah that's a great idea man i really i really love that coming to a close here where can our listeners find you and your podcast i know you have castology but there was another podcast i saw that i was very interested in i had trouble finding it maybe you can help me the philosophy of podcasting is that a new podcast that isn't out yet is that because i look in progress <laughs> okay okay um, yeah, I love that is it. Something, yeah that was my own uh 
COVID uh, project before like my COVID life got crazy. I started <laughs> getting a lot more work. The philosophy of podcasting is basically going to be me talking exactly about all these kind of things and just like what the current news of podcasting means for podcasting overall and how can, you can like ethically be a podcaster and continue podcasting um, in in the in whatever landscape uh, we have to take on in the, in the next while I am I, I am I am non-discriminatory podcast slut I have <laughs> I have about 13 <laughs> podcasts that I have been a part of um, I'm now down to four or five uh, but but yeah it's uh you can find all of my stuff on that's which is the the collectives podcast uh, TNC podcasts at, on Instagram and that's not canon on facebook um that is not canon on twitter i think that's i think that's most of it um but yeah i if if you think if you're after like if anyone listening is like after support or would like to talk to me about joining the network we are international it's it's really there this zero pressure it's just like i like to make people that know that we exist and then if they think that there would be a, a a good fit then they're more than welcome to join um yeah so that that's kind of that's what that's that's kind of where you can find me and what i'm about wow well listeners please go check zane weber out he is an absolute pro he's doing a lot of great work for a lot of fantastic people down in australia and around the world and you know i'm glad we struck up this conversation i hope it's uh the beginning of many because I love what you're doing, man, and I'd love to uh, help out and be a part of it and maybe bridge that uh, ocean gap between Australia and America. Maybe we can have some of your guys on our podcast and vice versa, get a little bit of, you know, guest, guest vice versa going, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's heaps and heaps of podcasters on the network that would be keen absolutely all right man well this has been a real pleasure thanks for listening folks to the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast and have a great day Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC. Oh!